Welcome to the Silent Elephant Project podcast, where we have conversations with everyday people living with life-limiting health conditions. We are not claiming to be specialists, but we are offering a therapeutic space to build dialogue around marginalised health themes, giving you the opportunity to listen in. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I'm Kondwani, director here at Fresh ABCIC and your regular podcast conversation host. Today's episode is a bit unique as myself and Babs, CEO here at Fresher BCIC, reflect on the new initiative recently launched on social media called Emp Health. Inspired by conversations with our guests over the years who have shared their personal stories and experiences of being diagnosed with a health condition. Thanks to Sarah, an amazing member of our core team who helped shape and pioneered the design of Emp Health. Check out Emp Health, which is Emp underscore health on your social media platforms. As we continue celebrating 10 years of Fresh RB, we look forward to building engagement as we have these conversations around health and fostering further connections with you, our community of listeners and supporters. We invite you to share your stories so others can find inspiration. So what is Emp Health? Empels. Our name combines two words, empathy and health. We share stories of people with lived experiences of health conditions with the hopes of cultivating connection, curiosity, empathy and compassion. We want to raise the awareness through storytelling told by the people with lived experiences. We hope this will help improve our understanding and knowledge by actively listening to how it feels to live with a health condition. Please follow and share. Good to see. Is that coffee or tea you're having? That is coffee. Fantastic. Well, I'm having tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do like our brews in the office, so it's a it's a brew office. We like coffee. We like tea. We don't play around with our coffees. We don't play around with our teas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, um, obviously, today is a unique one. Yeah. And it's just like getting people to have an idea of what we're about in a sense, but also reflecting back on the 10 years. So oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to our conversation. This is a kind of conversation, obviously, we normally have in our office, but like sharing it with uh, our audience and as a team, we thought, right, let's give you guys a snippet and let you know about the new initiative we've just launched, but uh, we'll get into that. You want to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Babs. I am the CEO and founder of Fresh RBCIC. I am really excited to be on this podcast today. Um, it's just really good to be back into some things that, you know, you love doing. And I think, as Kanwani said, we're going to be speaking out about our new initiative that we've put out upon reflection of 10 years of running Fresh RB together. That's it. Now, thanks for that intro. And myself, I'm Kanwani, Director of Fresh RBCIC. And we work together. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, now it's been exciting. Uh, so why do you think empathy is important in life? I feel like empathy is something that humans can only have for one another and learn to have for one another. Um, you do have the natural things of like, you know, I said animals having empathy for each other, but not at the degree that humans can have it for one another. And it's a learned trait. Um, it allows us to love one another it allows for inclusivity. If we're talking about inclusivity, empathy is the right 
what we call tool to be inclusive of everyone. Um, and I just feel like empathy in itself is almost like the, the magic formula for humans to exist in harmony with one another. Well, well said, because um, you've said a lot there. And for me as well, like adding to that empathy, I feel is that element of deeper connection that allows you to almost embody one's standpoint without fully understanding them, obviously. It's back to the classic saying of fitting in someone's shoe. Well, you might not fit in it, but at least if you feel what the shoe is like, you have an idea where they're at and where they stand. Because sometimes the shoe could be rough, could be tight, you know, could be small, could be big, but either way you feel the textures as well, in a sense. Uh, that's how I like to envision it. Um, but yeah, and how do you feel or think um, empathy can relate to health? Um, most people will know my story, but if you don't know my story, um, is I, I, I am a cancer survivor. And being diagnosed with cancer was the beginning of my story with empathy and understanding how empathy in itself almost acts as the bedrock for humanity, um, almost acts like the glue for humanity. Um, empathy and health work hand in hand fantastically because in the presence of understanding somebody else's health condition, you happen to, just like Kundalini says, walk in their shoes and start to understand them and whatever comes with their perspective. And when you understand other people's perspective, it allows you to be a better human being. What do you think? Obviously, I've also got a lived experience of health. I live with a health condition known as myalgic encephalomyelitis, applying empathy in health. It's me trying to describe the sense of what I go through and the limiting nature of the illness. For those that don't know, <clears throat> it's a deliberating illness. Um, you go through different phases. From the inception of diagnosis in itself, mm. you either bedbound or housebound, but definitely you're pretty much crippled, i.e. not like a normal human being, as I would say in quote. Mm. Um, you stop a lot of things. For myself, you know, I used to be active football and loads of other things, going for walks, hiking. Still active. But, <laughs> you, go, you go swimming? You I go? mean, you know, that's something I started recently, you know, just to try and use, you know, swimming as a form of hydrotherapy mm. at the same time. And learning to swim has been interesting. I've been absent during the winter time because it's challenging, but yeah. now I'm back in the swing of things. Nice. So it's that element of like trying to um, get people that don't know especially what the health condition is about to have an idea what I feel like. Mm kind of thing. So for me to enjoy swimming, for example, mm. it's because I know it's good, but if only I could swim harder, mm. my goodness me, that would be amazing. But that's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is I'm able to manage my day to day. And that's just like, you know, one stage at the time. So when it comes to like me being empathetic at the same time to somebody who doesn't understand, that's a whole different like mm -hmm. cognit cognitive functionality in a sense, because you have to be patient. And you know they kind of try to understand what it is, but it's not their fault if they they don't feel the full empathy, I would say. Yeah. They'll have an element of it, but they won't in a sense. And so taking those stages and like taking the direction of like trying to get somebody to understand, uh, for me, it's how I apply it. And for myself, in relation to just like uh, health or with whether somebody without with a health condition or not, it's just that sense of, hmm, I wonder what it's like to wear to put on those shoes or to wear the jacket in a sense. Mm -hmm. like, you know, it could be heavy, could be warm, but it's that, 
having a degree or a slight percentage of understanding what it is they're going through, where they're at. And almost like that's an inception to the journey of helping each other out and, you know, journey of recovery in a sense for both parties because you have that understanding, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, 10 years of doing this. Exactly. Like 10 years of doing this. And I, and I, I give credit to Fresh RB for allowing <laughs> us to build our level of empathy. Yep. Like the, 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 the richness of being able to constantly deal with people with different health conditions and understand them, have patience for them, have like some kind of next level of um, emotional intelligence um, about their condition, but also how to deal with them. Um, it, it's, it's enriching for me as a person, enriching to my soul. I've been able to like, I feel like I've been able to grow within and without, mm. do you know what I mean? And I feel, I feel like, the, the you know you know this is ten years of fresh RB you know we're reflecting on that and I feel like a lot of people don't get the opportunity in a lifetime to grow in the space of ten years like we have and this is the environment we want to create for the rest of the planet I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah absolutely right and you know thinking back even to where I'm at today the state of my health you remember back then yeah yeah I was worse worse than I am today and like. I've just been struggling along through the journey together and like impacting people slowly and surely and almost like trying to amplify not just our voices or what we're doing, but mainly the voice of the community, mm -hmm. the people. And that's what it's about. And look at myself today mm -hmm. and reflecting on health and the 10 years of Fresh RV. I mean, I'm, I, all I can say is it's been come of, a long of way. great, exactly. I've come a long way. Yes. It's been a great positive yes. and, I feel great because this is my sense of well-being, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Fresher B is my sense of well-being. And so for me to keep on moving like a turtle. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mileage I accumulate that matters, really. <laughs> yeah. So um, and how can you, if you can think back, you know, um, can you remember how you felt when you were diagnosed with your health condition? So Going back, you know, donkey years now, this feels like a long time ago, but it, it, it is a long time ago. Um, when I got diagnosed with cancer, I feel like at that point in time, it was all about the journey of acceptance. Um, and going through that gave me what we call first-hand lived experience of what it is like to be diagnosed with a life-limiting or terminal health condition that you feel like can change the whole trajectory of your life. And it did, it did change my whole life. Like, and with that in mind, when somebody gets diagnosed with a health condition that they probably knew nothing about, and they happen to realize that it can change the whole way their life will be like. I mean, even for you, changes the whole way. I, I understand, like, I might not be diagnosed with the exact same thing, but I understand. And so in my diagnosis, I was able to understand that it takes a while to accept. I mean, for me, I'm a quick learner. I'm a quick kind of like, oh, okay, let's get on with it. But I know it took me some time to still accept that, you know, it was like, why me? You know, why am I being diagnosed? So it comes from a level of, you know, being angry at the first part, being in denial. Like, you know, I don't think I have cancer. I'm sure they just chat and breeze, you know what I'm saying? But eventually over time, the best place to be at, not saying that everybody gets there quickly, but the best place to be at is accepting your diagnosis. Once you accept your diagnosis, then it's like, what does life mean for me now? 
that I've accepted. And I think for me, my journey of diagnosis was, was very, very eye-opening to the kind of person I am now, which is I now understand how I cope with things, which is I'm an action man. I will just do things just because, you know, and I think throughout my diagnosis, going through, you know, going through, going through chemo, I was a very action, action led in media. And I think that's kind of what is been the bedrock for what we now call Fresh Hobby. What I can say for me about my diagnosis story is that in that process of learning about myself, I like to give people space to do the same. And so when somebody gets diagnosed with a health condition or somebody has a health condition that is life limiting, it's almost giving them space to learn about themselves. What works for them? What doesn't work for them? What can they do? What can't they do? And I think in that, when somebody who is not even diagnosed with a health condition is just working or walking through life, <laughs> they're learning about themselves as well. So giving them that space to learn, I think that's also what it's done for me. Um, what about your diagnosis story? How was that? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, it was a journey. <laughs> a journey which definitely involved the journey of acceptance. And that in itself was key. That's for sure. Um, it was key. And if I remember exactly how I felt, um, some of the emotions or feelings or whatever, or state of mind I would describe would be, you know, a sense of confusion, um, a sense of what now, what next? It was a huge paradigm shift for me, you know, in the middle of my studies. You know, when you go to university, for example, we, most of us, or most of the people in any stage of, um, whether it's career or studies or journey of life, you have all these dreams and certain trajectories, but you make all those assumptions and plans based on your current state. And obviously that's the right thing. That's the right approach. But then I quickly learned how to be flexible in my thinking mm. and planning. You mm. see, so once I experienced that paradigm shift, I'm like, well, definitely the most important thing is health, but then the nature of the health condition itself, at the time, mm. the information was poor to start off with. And there's a lot of, misinformation, if you want to call that. Mm -hmm. And so speaking to the doctors, they just told me the truth, which was right now there's no cure, mm -hmm. you know, and some people get better, some people don't. Now, having those two options, I decided to think to boil it down in my obsession of problem solving and simplifying things as if it takes me a long time to get better, what can I do today to make sure I'm having a happy life? So how can Amp Health play a role in this digital age? So we spoke about the formula of how health leads to empathy. And technically it's as simple as that. Amp Health is two words put together, um, empathy and health. Health and empathy. Whichever one comes first or whichever one comes second, it, it does what it needs to do, which is basically generate and stimulate empathy in humans through educating themselves about health conditions from real life people and vice versa people who have health conditions educating people who are what we call it maybe able-bodied you want to call them like that um to have empathy for them so it's almost like it's a cycle um it's almost empathy would lead to a great healthy population health as a theme or health conditions that will generate empathy in people 
So it's that cycle, that unbroken chain that we want to create. Um, I feel like Emp Health is only the start of this movement. Like, I agree. It's only the start of actually this economy we're trying to create, which is health has a massive role to play. And not just health as a standalone thing, but health as a as a as a theme that unites people together. Because we all want good health. Absolutely. We all want good health. <laughs> it's it's something that is very universal. You want good health. And the moment we can start talking about this, making this a second nature conversation amongst young people, old people, it's an intergenerational tool as well. I feel like the richness of what we've experienced, myself and Kanwani, over the last 10 years, we need to share this with the world because whether you like it or not, I feel like I'm in a very sweet spot and I feel very blessed. Fresh RB in itself is a blessing. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. And now we're trying to translate that into something tangible, which is what Emp Health is. So yes, that's that's how I feel Emp Health will play its massive role in the digital age. And the simple thing we're doing is we're creating content, um, video production content, podcasting content, design content to build engagement with health conditions, health research. But also the the, the unique DNA of this is that in everything, it's co-designed by people with marginalized health conditions. Absolutely. And in that in itself, it's it's that that added value that M Health has to offer in this digital age that we are, we're all living in. Um, because having compassion in itself is part of it. And taking people through that journey of basically interchanging those conversations and through those conversations, finding meaning and empathy within itself, it's gonna generate, as you rightly put it so, um, health and a healthy way in a sense. Uh, so whether you're living with it or not, or you've got experiences or you haven't or know somebody who has, all those conversations is what we are seeking to build and keep on connecting and engaging. And hopefully this can foster deeper connections and a community within itself. And I believe it's a strong fellowship. Oh, yeah. And I look I like forward to, yeah, I look forward to how, you know, people see what the value it brings and how they can come through, connect and have these conversations that we're having right now. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's inviting people to have a conversation. Whether you're good at writing, that's another way as well somebody can enact through uh, voice acting or reading it out. But whatever it is, it's that encouragement of being able to connect whichever way you communicate but still bring value to the digital world in a sense so yeah that's how i see it playing 100 percent. i think you nailed it i think i like that word strong fellowship it's a strong fellowship that we're trying to create here um because it's a strong fellowship we already have in-house like oh yes <laughs> with the people that we work with the people that are around us it's a strong fellowship and now we want to extend it to the world out there what are you passionate about seeing people live their lives to the fullest. That's, I think that's in a nutshell, I feel like we're important planet earth for that reason. Like, because I, I am doing that for myself. Um, I was able to translate this into action post diagnosis because my question I asked myself was what life was I fighting for through chemo? And I have to live that life. It's, 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 it's important. It's, it's pivotal for me to live that life. I can't let myself down because of the fact that I was fighting for a life. If I was fighting through chemo, through the dreaded treatment of chemo, 
why was like fighting to be alive? In a nutshell, I'm very passionate about the fact that to see the importance of being a positive outlet within, mm. within society. Because this is how I break it down, right? We're all born into chaos. Mm. And the chaos in itself, there's so much negativity. Naturally, so it's easy to be negative. It's easy to do bad. You know, mm. whatever definition of bad you want to say, but definitely negative. Um, it's easy, very easy thing to do. As the good old, um, there's a good old saying where, you know, um, this is me paraphrasing, that the power of a tongue is destructive. Mm. That that's how powerful the tongue is. Mm. So reflecting on that amongst other reflections, um, I see the need to find the reason to be positive. So the element of positivity, i.e. the good, again, whatever definition of the good you want to say, but definitely positive. <laughs> um, I feel it's important because it's one thing that gives hope to whatever you're going through. Whether it's not health, whether it's health, it doesn't matter, but whatever you're going through, just having the sense of being positive, I feel gives you hope. What influences you to have a positive mindset? It can be one word, one sentence, but yeah. I think the ability to wake up and have time. When I thought about being self-employed, I knew that I wanted to have time to do projects that I was that I was passionate about. Me doing something positive, that gets me going. Me being able to just have that thought of, right, I look forward to tomorrow, even though I don't know what I'm gonna to expect tomorrow. It's just that, yeah, crazy hope, I guess we would call it. So that's for me, in a nutshell. Yeah. And I see you finished your coffee just in time and I'm about to finish my tea as well, so. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Thanks, dear listeners, for joining us in this conversation. We hope to connect with you, so do stay in touch on social media at emp underscore health. And, of course, feel free to send us a message via our website at freshrb.com. We invite you to share your stories so others can find inspiration. So, what is Empelth? Empelth, our name combines two words, empathy and health. We share stories of people with lived experiences of health conditions with the hopes of cultivating connection, curiosity, empathy and compassion. We want to raise the awareness through storytelling told by the people with lived experiences. We hope this will help improve our understanding and knowledge by actively listening to how it feels to live with a health condition. Please follow and share.